Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hip Bodies podcast. Um, if you're new here, uh, Hip Bodies is actually like a workout program, and we have nutrition guidance. And I'm Chelsea. I host most of the workouts. My friend Jen does too. Um, but this podcast is really just a place for me to kind of dive a little deeper in to the fun stuff, right? And if people have questions or struggles, this is also a place that I can dive into that. But honestly, it's just fun. Okay. It's just fun. You're not going to learn a bunch here. And I'm sorry if that's boring, but this week you might learn a little bit more because this week the episode is going to be a little bit more nutrition focused and it's kind of inspired by what happened to me this week. Also, if you can't tell, I'm in the car right now. (coughs) It's been a crazy weekend, so I haven't had the chance to like sit down and record this like in my room or so I don't know I just don't know if you can hear that I'm driving or not but (laughs) anywho anywho we're going to talk about nutrition and we're going to talk about some stuff that I'm facing and hopefully you'll leave this episode feeling like you kind of got something out of it so so (laughs) uh this last week my daughter is just a little over two months old. And I had a really strong breastfeeding relationship with my son. Of course, there's always struggles in the beginning, but he breastfed for nearly three years. It was like a little over two and a half. I, I always just say almost three years. I'm drinking coffee. Hold on. Okay. So my daughter, she has been more like all business when it comes to breastfeeding. She doesn't do the comfort nursing. Maybe she will when she's older, but right now it feels like all business. Um, and she does have a pretty strong relationship with the pacifier (laughs) for comfort. And at first I thought maybe the pacifier was, was what was causing issues. And then I thought my pump was broken (laughs) because, Um, I was pumping like nothing. Like it didn't make sense. I was like, this is, I know, like I produce, like, this is crazy. Why am I pumping like nothing? And it was like, like just a few weeks ago, I was pumping like a normal amount. Why is like, why are we both boobs all together making like an ounce? This is crazy. So I started to get concerned because she was just getting fussier and fussier while breastfeeding. And I texted my pediatrician and I was like, Hey, um, could we get in sooner than later for Casey's pediatric, um, her next, like her two month checkup? Um, I'm a little concerned about her weight. I got on my scale and I held her and I don't think she's gained as much as she typically does. Um, and in my case, I thought she hadn't gained like anything. And long story short, she did gain something, but they also have a lactation consultant in the pediatrician office. So she kind of like, we were able to do like a weighted feeding and sure enough, she's transferring like an ounce, like not even an ounce. And basically it was to the point that she was only patient enough for that first letdown and then she wouldn't stay on. And so I thought, okay, maybe this is like from getting bottles or something like that. And then I put together like this all started to get bad about like about four or five days after I started intermittent fasting. (laughs) Um, and I started intermittent fasting because that is kind of an easy way for me to control my overall calorie intake without feeling like a psychopath. Okay. I, you guys, I've tracked my food in the past. I did, I was, I did bodybuilding shows I know how to track macros. I know it's effective. I blah, blah, blah. I get it. 
I don't like to be hyper-obsessive about my food, okay? I like to just set some clear boundaries, and as long as I stick to those boundaries, I will see progress. But when I have to hyper-obsess about every bite of food that enters my mouth, not for me, okay? So that's why, like, I just wanted to do intermittent fasting because that was, like, an easy way for me to, like, not set boundaries around, like, what I can and can't eat. It's just when I eat right? And so, and it was working. Like I was moving in the right direction. Um, but yeah, my milk supply tanked and Casey wasn't gaining and yeah, it was clear. I could not intermittent fast. (laughs) Um, and so over the last week I have been like eating things to help my milk supply get back up. Um, I did like pop by the pediatrician. We have like a really awesome pediatrician where it's like, I can go in whenever it's like a membership type thing. It's really nice. So I just texted him and was like, Hey, can I pop by to make sure she's gained weight? And sure enough, she's back to gaining an ounce a day, which is awesome. So unfortunately (laughs) I have not lost any weight from doing this. You know how like some people, they can eat whatever they want while they're breastfeeding and they just drop weight easy peasy You guys, I gained a lot of weight during this pregnancy. A lot. A lot more than I'm comfortable with. I do not like... My my joints hurt more. Like, standing all day still hurts. Like, my feet hurt from having so much extra weight on them. Like, today I was decorating my Christmas tree with my son. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, it hurts to stand for too long. Because that, like... And I'm assuming it's because I still have so much extra weight on my body. Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated because I'm sure I can figure out a way to maintain my milk supply while losing weight, but I'm not really in the headspace to risk it again. Um, breastfeeding is definitely more of a priority to me than losing weight. Um, because eventually breastfeeding, I won't have the opportunity to do it and I'll always have the opportunity to, you know, drop weight or whatever, I guess. Like I just, I don't really want to wait to do it. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. It's really tough. Um, mentally I don't, I I hate like going places right now because I don't, have anything to wear and I've been like putting off going shopping because I'm like this chapter short I'm dropping weight I'm gonna get there and like this last week it's kind of made me realize maybe I'll be hanging out in this body for longer than I thought <laughs> maybe I should go buy clothes for this body which like I you know I want to be the trainer that's like I I, like, I want to be body positive. I do. I, I want to, guys. I do. But I'm... It's a lot easier said than done, okay? It's a lot easier said than done when you're in a situation like this. Because the thing is, is, like, I'm willing to put in the work. I'm willing to, you know, figure out what's going to work for me in terms of, like, nutrition. What I'm not willing to do is risk starving my baby, and, um, you know, I, and, and I guess jeopardizing our breastfeeding relationship. Cause obviously there's other options besides breastfeeding. I wouldn't be starving her, but yeah, breastfeeding is just important to me. And if you're wondering why it's important to me, there's, there's a lot of reasons. Um, 
I, I think a big one is the bonds. I, I think it's special. I don't know. It, it is. And I didn't think when I went into breastfeeding, I thought it was going to be purely nutrition. There was like no bond. And until I did it, I didn't get it. And I, it, that wasn't even there like the first mm, several months with Kevin. It wasn't until way later that I realized how much comfort it brought him. And especially like the first time you got sick. Oh my gosh. It was just like all day on the, you know? And so I don't know. There's a lot of different things that I love about it. And, and I'm only going to have this short window to do it. So I want to try to make it happen. Um, but man, it's rough. So with that being said, <clears throat> I've been kind of sitting back and brainstorming like, okay, what could I potentially do to not feel obsessive, not jeopardize my milk supply, but optimize my health, right? And so what I kind of wanted to do today was talk about like the different nutrition programs within hip bodies and kind of what I'm thinking I might move into. So I've been having a lot of fun cooking like Rachel Ray recipes and just really not having any restrictions on the types of food I eat. I don't have food allergies or food sensitivities that I know of, so I don't love eliminating types of food if I don't have to. With that being said, I do think that from a weight loss journey perspective, it can be helpful to eliminate certain foods because it inadvertently limits your calorie intake. And there can also be like some like anti-inflammatory benefits, I guess like just like not causing inflammation, right? So, okay. Anyway, let's get started. So the first one (coughs) would be like, I love a low carb diet. People can harp on it all day, but y'all, I love it. I love how I feel on it. I love that it's just like easy to stick to for me. Um, I tend to have more energy on it. I like it. I like it. So low carb diets, um, you know, and people are like, oh my gosh, but you can do it so unhealthy. And like all you eat is like bacon and mayonnaise and whatever. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but most people do tend to find like a hat for me. What I think where people screw up is eating too many Franken foods. That's what I call it. Foods that are like prepackaged and labeled keto and just have a bunch of like corn fiber added to them. And they say that it has zero net carbs. And it's like, I would rather you eat like, for example, rather than eating like a loaf of keto bread from the grocery store, I would rather you like wrap your sandwich in lettuce, right? Like that kind of thing. If you're following a low carb diet, um, same with like, let, let me try to think of some of the, like, um, protein bars. I'm just going to say hard pass, hard pass. Just go ahead and like, it may, instead maybe do a protein shake. Um, when I do keto, I always thought it sounded gross, but like avocado with chocolate protein powder, um, and like ice and almond milk. Oh my gosh. Oh, and like a little bit of like almond butter or peanut butter if you want so good. So good. Um, that was like one of my go-tos. I don't stress too much about like having too much bacon or too much cheese or whatever. Like I think your body is going to naturally regulate over time. But I think when you eat a lot of the like Franken foods, that's what's harder to naturally regulate. You feel me? 
Um, so I think low carb diets are great, like to each their own. And like, if you're listening to this and you're like, you have lost all credibility with me, low carb diets are, that's fine. Um, another really good book, if you are interested in a low carb diet is the 30 day ketogenic cleanse by Maria Emmerich. One of my clients, Amanda Gunning, (coughs) I hope you don't mind that I used your first and last name. I'm like giving you all the credit right now, Amanda, because I love the ketogenic cleanse and I 100% will do it again, especially when I'm confident that my milk supply doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) Like after, after Casey's a year old or something, then I'll for sure. I definitely want to, I love the ketogenic cleanse. I think it feels so good. It's like, it's keto without any nuts and without any dairy. Um, and the recipes are good each week you have meal plans and grocery lists. And like, I'm telling you, this cookbook is only, I think it's only like $18 on Amazon and it's like everything you need. So I love that book. Okay. So the next one, the next like nutrition approach that I, that we have within hip bodies that I really like is protein and plants. And so that's where you're eating like, it's kind of like maybe like paleo right? Like where you're eating and you don't have to be a psychopath about it. And like, you don't have to like look at every single ingredient, but it's just like you eat from the meat section, you eat from the produce section. You tend to kind of avoid the middle aisles unless you're talking about like canned veggies or something like that. Right. Um, I think that's also a great way to naturally regulate intake. So in this case, you would be kind of maybe restricting dairy, which can be, for me, is very challenging. I am a sour cream girl for life. Oh, the way I love sour cream. Ah, it's so good. It's so good. Sorry, I'll stop. But anyway, that's what I always struggle with, with protein and plants for me is like, I, I I'm a sour cream girl. I will take sour cream over potatoes any day. Like if I had to pick between the two, um, but you can kind of see how that naturally regulates your intake. A potato doesn't even sound as good without sour cream on it, right? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, okay. Real quick pause. I have to tell you what I'm doing right now. I'm driving out. I drove by this like last couple weeks ago and I swear I saw a sign for a teriyaki restaurant and this is a big deal. And well, Oh, it, there it is there. I see it. It's called the teriyaki plate. Oh my gosh. I hope they're open. I told Cameron I would drive all the way out here. This is like 20 minutes because my husband loves Asian food. I'm not even going to get anything for myself. I'm fine. But, um, I drove all the way out here. We'll see it. Do you think they're going to be open? Let's see. Let's see. Are you so bored with listening to me talk about this teriyaki? Okay. Hold on. Hold on the teriyaki plate. Um, okay. It's, it's closed. We'll return eight. That doesn't seem right. It says they're going to return at eight eighteen. Ah, okay. Well, Cameron said I have to find Asian food. So now I just got to drive around and find Asian food. Anyway, so, um, <clears throat> back to business, protein and plants. I do love the protein and plants way of eating. And it's kind of inspired by like the success that, um, I had with like doing whole 30, but like, I don't think you need to be a psychopath to have that success with whole 30. You know what I mean? I don't think you have to be like 
super, super restrictive in terms of every single little ingredient in your bacon or your sausage or whatever, right? Salad dressings and stuff like that. You feel me? So anyway, protein and plants is basically just eat from the produce section and eat from the meat section. When you're looking up recipes, look for like paleo recipes, stuff like that. And I think it's a fantastic approach if you're looking to lose weight without being like super aware of everything you put in your mouth. Um, now the next one is for people who are like, okay, I love sour cream and I love potatoes. And if I'm being real, I like tacos, just like I like tortillas, right? (laughs) I feel you girls. So, um, like I said, I did intermittent fasting, right? And I was seeing progress with what I was doing because I, I did intermittent fasting plus not eating dessert because the dessert is also what kind of tips me over the edge. But anywho, um, the, why can't I think? Oh, tracking your food. So tracking your food is a different option where you can use an app like MyFitnessPal, Lose It. There's a ton of them. There's a ton of them out there. And basically you track your food to see the macronutrient intake. So when you're looking at macros, it's not going to be the percentage. It's actually going to be the grams per day that you eat. And the reason why I say don't worry about the percentage is because the percentage changes all freaking day. Okay. So if you eat one apple, a hundred percent of your, your intake is from carbs and it's going to look weird. And then you like look at it later and you add some peanut butter and now it's like, fat and you know it's it just the percentage doesn't matter but for whatever reason most of the apps kind of revert to that which is super annoying so I do like if you get confused you're looking at grams per day not the percentage okay okay um I think tracking is amazing why do I like tracking because you don't have to restrict any the types of food you're eating you can make anything fit your day Even if you swing by a fast food restaurant, you can plug it into your app and then you can continue to reach your goals, right? And this, this is very empowering for people. I don't like it though. I just, I don't like it. I did it for a long time. So, and I'm not saying I don't like for other people to do it. I don't like to do it myself. And so I have trouble not projecting that on other people when they, when they tell me that they're going to, they want to start tracking. I'm like, I, I'm like... (laughs) You don't have to do that <laughs> if you don't want to. You don't have to do that. You don't have to. But but it do, it's very effective. It's very effective to know what's going in your body. Um, the reason why I don't like it is just because I did it for so long. And I, it makes me feel just stressed out about food. And like I feel like I'm never really full. You know, it's like, I can't, I I don't know. It's like the app is telling me when I'm done eating instead of like me saying when I'm done eating. I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably overthinking it, but yeah. Anyway, tracking is effective. So with all of that being said, when it comes to a weight loss journey, I think the most difficult thing to accept is there's going to be some level of sacrifice. Um, because unfortunately to lose weight, your body, it's hard. Your body has to do some extra work to burn what's in there. You know what I mean? Like it's like, it's kind of fighting what our bodies are naturally meant to do. So it's uncomfortable. (laughs) It's uncomfortable. It's annoying that it's uncomfortable, especially when you kind of have a long way to go. It's like, Oh, it sucks. But I want to, I want to give you some hope. So number one, 
you're not going to be in a state of weight loss forever. Okay. Like seriously, think about that for a second. Maintenance is different. Okay. And so what I really recommend doing is using the weight loss journey portion to really improve your habits and your taste buds. Okay. Let me give you some examples. So let's say, let's say you're a person that like regularly buys like frozen pizzas. You buy, um, I don't know, maybe you're like a, are you a chip person? Like buying a bag of chips? Let's just talk about chips for a second. You get a whole freaking bag of chips. Like a, and they're first off. Oh my gosh. I like just looked at the price the other day. Chips are really expensive. Um, anyway, so chips, like if you're a person that's buying a lot of like convenience frozen foods that are, are not maybe very healthy. Um, not like I, you know what I'm saying, right? Like I'm not trying to like label it as like good or bad, but it's just like, it's regularly on your grocery list and it, and it's not super nutrient dense and it's not really doing anything for your health. Okay. So like that and like chips, um, those types of things. So if like during your weight loss journey, you stop buying those things, that's not to say you never have them again. They just like aren't part of your regular life anymore. You feel me? Because then you, when you do move into maintenance mode, you know, you're, you're indulging in those things here and there, but it's just like not part of your regular life, you know? And so like, think of your weight loss journey as like, I always think of it as like this pendulum. So you have the pendulum swinging. And so on one side is like all of the habits that got you to a place that you're trying to lose weight or whatever, right? Like you, you're not happy where you're at, you know, overweight, whatever. Okay. And then on the other end of the pendulum is like all the, all the big shifts to actually lose weight and it's uncomfortable and it's difficult. And then somewhere in the middle is going to be your maintenance mode. Okay. And you have to remember it's going to feel different (laughs) than, um, and that's where I think the calorie restriction, like just focusing on calorie restriction, it's like living your normal life, just eating less. That doesn't tend to result in weight loss that stays off in my opinion, in my opinion, because if you're eating the same foods that got you to a place of like being overweight or whatever, you know, when you take the brakes off, when you're no longer in a weight loss mode, you're probably going to slowly go back. Like it's not going to take much to get back to the old habits. You feel me? You feel what I'm saying? So that's why I love using the weight loss journey as an opportunity to make better habits and better switches that last for life. Okay. Let me give you some other examples of things that you could do. So maybe you've never been a smoothie person. Okay. Like maybe it's just like breakfast is like difficult for you to figure out. And so you frequently end up stopping at Starbucks or whatever. Okay. And you get like, nothing, there's nothing wrong with Starbucks, but like Duncan, whatever you get what I'm saying. So what if like breakfast time was a time to get in a ton of nutrients and you made yourself like a super healthy, high protein smoothie every day. And like you, you kind of tweaked it until you found a recipe that like you love so much that you can't wait to have that smoothie. And then when you're no longer in weight loss mode, it's like, you're still looking forward to that smoothie each day. And maybe you don't have it every single day. You know, you mix it up. You still go to Starbucks from time to time, whatever. But like that smoothie you love, you, you feel me? 
Um, another, another thing you could do is, uh, okay. (laughs) This is like, I like protein centered meals and I thought everyone always did. Like I am just a meat eater and right now I could have lost some of you, but I, I do not believe meat is the problem. (laughs) That's just me. Um, but if you're someone who can sit down to a meal and just eat like from a macronutrient perspective, like just carbs and fat. So like pasta covered in butter is an example, right? Like maybe that's not it, but like you get what I'm saying or bread and butter. (laughs) I don't know. Like you, you feel me? So once you start having protein centered meals, it naturally kind of adjusts your calories, which is really nice. It's, it doesn't feel like you're putting a ton of effort into it, but by having protein centered meals, um, and keeping that habit more long-term, I think that helps keep the weight off as well. Um, But again, I thought everyone did this. I I remember it was very shocking to me when I learned that people would just eat like cheese pizza. I'm like, what about like, like a buffalo chicken pizza? That's like way better. (laughs) You know. Anyway, the point is, um, I feel like I've talked way too long. How long is this? Oh, it's 25. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, But I do have to figure out where I'm going to get Asian food for my husband. So I am going to let you go. But the last thing I was going to tell you before I go is kind of like what I'm trying to do because I do want to lose weight, but I don't want to like lose my milk supply. So I'm trying to just have good habits. I'm just trying to like basically the things that you just heard me say, like kind of like what somebody who would do, so what somebody would do in maintenance mode and the things that I've always done that have like kept me in a healthy physique you know, before the pregnancy that made me gain 600 pounds. Um, so protein centered meals, I'm trying not to snack too much, but again, if I feel hungry, I eat, I'm drinking a lot of water. I am drinking, if Jen's listening, a body armor a day. Um, I've heard it helps. I'm trying anything that helps milk supply just because I do not want my poor daughter to starve. So thank you for listening today. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have any questions about nutrition, I'm happy to offer tips, advice, things like that. Um, I can recommend some good books if you want to learn more about nutrition because I think knowledge is power. Okay. So have a great day, you guys. Thanks for listening.